0: Well, uh, I love Diane's song because, you know, what I want to talk about today is if discouragement hits or things like that hits, we have to remember that the Lord is there and how we do that is by praising him. Amen. So I know that, uh, again, that you're praisers and I know, you know, to praise him. But this is what the Lord laid on my heart. So I'm going to share it with you. Mainly, he was talking to me. My season of uh, discipline was to uh, embrace joy every day. And uh, I told uh, Daniel that I've got it three more days to go. <laughs> so, hallelujah. But the question that I have on my heart, and this is what the Lord said to me, so all I know to do is to share it with you. And he spoke to my heart, and, and he said to me, how often do you praise me? How often do you praise me? And I go like, well, Lord, you know, I love you. I I, I love you. I praise you. I study, you know. I gave him all the reasons why he should know that. But uh, I believe that he was speaking to us in this hour. There is devastation and there is corruption and there is heartache and there is trial and tribulation but in that time, we have to remember that he is there and just as she's saying. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today is that how we remember that is by worshiping. And I don't know if you ever thought about this, but were you ever just at home and, and, and you just a flood of praise came in and you raised your hand in the house and just praise God? Because I believe that God wants that to start to be an, a prominent thing. Because we need his praise to, to bring forth the pleasure that he desires. You know, he doesn't, he is so grief stricken over the corruption that is in his creation. If you ever painted a beautiful picture and you gave it to somebody that you loved and they thought it was ugly, how do you think that you would feel? And he has given us a glorious creation in ourselves. And in in the atmosphere and in all of the things, the days of creation, and yet sometimes we fail to appreciate Him. So I'm just going to ask you the question that He asked me: How often do I praise God? And uh, it was spearheaded to me by Psalm 145, and Psalm 145 is the one that I wanted us to talk about and read about and make comments about. But I got those. Psalms mixed up, so today I'm going to bring them forth, and uh, if they touch your heart and you have a comment, then next Sunday you can comment on this Psalm 145, because Psalm 145 is a personal praise of David, and it says, every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever, and it's a glorious psalm of personal praise. You know, it's one thing for us to praise because the pastor says, let's raise our hands and praise him. It's another thing that out of our spirit, we just begin to praise. And I believe that if there's ever a day that we need a wave of praise continually in our heart and life, it's this day. So I want to talk about. The spiritual praise, but there's bodily praise that God wants too. And he wants us, our flesh, to worship Him because it's our flesh that so often sins against Him. It's our flesh that uh, so often gets, dis- dis- gets discouraged in that, and He wants to see our flesh worship Him. Not in the flesh, but a worship of the flesh. So we're going to talk about that today. So he says, every day I will bless thee. I I suppose that David rose up blessing and went to bed blessing and blessed in the midst of the trial and tribulation. Because if you follow David's life, even though God blessed him and called him to be king, he was uh, sought for to be killed all of his life while he waited to be king. So God may have said something to you by his spirit. And you might be waiting for on that to happen, but just take courage because the Lord is with you every day and he is fulfilling his plan in your life in his season and in his time. So as we uh, we just once more came through resurrection season and we followed Jesus through various things and it was a glorious day when we could take down the black and raise up the white You know, and just glorify God, the risen Savior. So while we're in that frame of worship, high praise, I want us to stick there and stay there and just come to worship God. That when you go out to get the newspaper in the morning, you just see the beautiful spring and you start to worship him. I'd love to go down the street and see some saint with their hand just worshiping the Lord because of the because. It is so glorious to see spring. How many love to see spring? So that's a gift of God, you know. Thank God we don't live in Arizona (laughs) where it's summer all the time.
1: I love Iowa.
0: But God is so good to us. And so he he, he has given us a glorious promise of the comforter. So we know that if we have sorrow, we have a comforter. And all of this is in Psalm 145. And not only is it a personal psalm of praise, but it's a personal psalm of vows. He vows that he will worship the Lord every day. So as we look at that, I want to know how often, this is what God asks me, how often will I praise him? And I I want to praise him. I want to be victorious in trusting him and bringing pleasure to his heart. So the psalm is personal, and you can turn there, and you can stay there throughout the message this morning. We've noted that the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. We all have mentors, somebody that's did something in our life that we paid attention to and we respect and we honor. But look at David. He is uh, after God's own heart. That's what we want, isn't it? We want to be a Christian and an individual after God's own heart. The Bible says in 1 Samuel, you don't have to go there, but 1 Samuel thirteen fourteen it says that he raised up unto David to be their king. And this is why he because he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. Why is he a man? Ma- why is he uh, after God's own heart? OK, the scripture says, because he will fulfill my will. If you want to have the blessings of God in a supernatural way upon your life, what is the will of God? The will of God is that we follow in the footsteps of Christ, that we worship him, that we honor him, and that Christ we live a Christ life, a Christ life style. So it's recorded also by Apostle Paul. That David was a man after own heart. So if I wanted to choose somebody to mentor us spiritually in praise, it would be David. And David started to worship when he was very, very young. And he was made fun of by his brothers because he did worship. And he was tried to, Saul tried to kill him in the midst of his worship. So we know that worship is important to God and the devil hates it. Because he hates it, because the Lord even spoke to us today, and he said that he inhabits our praise. He gave us words today that he inhabits our praise. The quickest way to get God to come to your uh, effort quickly is to praise him. Is start to praise him in the midst of the heartache, the sorrow, the disappointment, the sickness. Just start to praise him, and you know that God will come quickly to your side so David was was full of praise. And this is so glorious. He headed up a kingdom. Finally, after all the suffering and the trial and the tribulation, he got to the kingship. And the Bible teaches us in First Chronicles 23, five, it says that he had four thousand porters. I don't know what those aides four thousand. And he commanded them to worship every day. 4,000, wouldn't you love to just hear 4,000 people break forth in singing praise or worshipful praise unto God? Well, how awesome would that be? Not only did he command his porters to, to praise the Lord every day, but he brought forth his instruments, all the instruments in the kingdom. The Bible says that he made the instruments. I don't know if that means he had people make them or if he tooled them himself, but I'm sure that he made the model. And he had all these thousands of instruments worshiping him all through the kingdom. And his priests, the scripture says, his priests had to worship every day. Well, you say a priest should or the pastor should. But you know what? Pastors and priests are flesh and blood. And they do the same thing that the saints do. You know, they miss a day here and there. But God is speaking to his people today to be more mindful of worship. To be more mindful, it's not just worship and praise in the house. It's worship and praise in the temple. That means that wherever you are, there's a worship and a praise that's going forth. You know, when somebody drives in front of you and we have to, we go like, man, he just went in my way. You know, instead of responding like that, we start to say, well thank you Jesus, he didn't hit me. You know. Thank you, Jesus, that you protected me because I can tell you instant after instant where God has protected me yeah. on the highways and, and the byways and in the nations when we went there. I mean, he protected us in um, this one nation. We, they put us in a compound and we didn't even know they were protecting us. Jody, Jody and uh, Betty Divic, decided they'd go out to the gas station and the man that put us in the compound came and he was, uh, he was like horrified that they were outside the compound. But, you know, God was with them outside the compound. God is with us. And he protects us many times when we don't know how to protect ourselves. So it's about praise today. And it's about seeing that, uh, an example in Scripture of praise. The Psalms is in the middle of the Bible They're the longest, biggest uh, 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 chapter in the Bible. Psalm 119 is right there in the middle, and it's glorious. So I want to encourage you after this message today that in your devotions this week, just read Psalm 119. But stop where the Spirit nudges you, because God wants to impart revelation to you. Sometimes we just read through. We don't know even what we read. But God wants us to pause in these places and he wants to nudge us and he wants to give us revelation because we need it today. Everything around us is corrupt and God wants to impart his holiness and his righteousness to us. And it comes through the word of God and it comes through somebody that he pointed out to us in King David that they would worship him and fulfill his will. What is his will? His will is just to be as obedient as we can to the Holy Spirit and to to follow the guidance and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I love this. So the nation is full of porters praising God. The nation is full of the musicians. All the musicians are important to God. I, I, I feel bad for a church that doesn't have any musicians because they are, they are what set the pace. They are what go before the battle. All this week, maybe you had trials and tribulations and stuff, but when you come here and the worship starts on the instruments, it's like they fight the battle. They start, they start the healing process so that we can come together and worship God. And so David's city, His town, his whatever, everything that he owned was full of praise. I mean, I can't even comprehend that. They're singing and they're playing the instruments. And it's an awesome place. And you get down into Chronicles and Nehemiah and Esther and all these places, you'll find that it says that they were using the instruments made by David. We don't even comprehend the glorious thing that God does in music Music touches our innermost being. And when we worship God, it's music to his soul. What a great place to live in in the days of David. And I, we might as well get ready for it because heaven's like that. Yeah. Heaven's going to be full of praise. It's going to be holy, holy, holy Lord God almighty. And to see his face and to sit at his feet and to worship him in the first person. You know, we, let, we know about him now. We have glorious thoughts of him now. But would to look upon his face? How awesome is that? And sometimes, church, we need to turn from the things of this world and just look upon his face as much as we can and see that we need the praise to be there for us in this hour. So what a great place to live where David was. Mark 12.30 says, and you will know this when I quote it, it says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Heart is flesh. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy soul. That's our desires. I shall love him with all our mind. That's our flesh. That's where the devil gets us the most, is in our mind. And, and we're to love him with what? All our strength. So we're to be a servant unto him. And most of the world can quote some kind of that part of scripture. But for the saints of the living God, God is saying, I want not only your spirit, I want your body, I want all that you have to worship and to glorify me. And I think that we need to be more excited and energetic with our worship. Uh, if, if someone was telling you they love you and they say, well, I love you. <laughs> right. Have you ever said to you, you know, And you say, oh, I I love you, too. But there's no depth. How many know what I'm talking about? And praise and worship is depth. And when we praise him, we're saying, I love you, Lord. I love you. What can I do for you? You know, and then we start to remember what he's done for us. And we say, I love you. Let me count the ways I love you. You know, that's a worldly thing. But that should belong to the children of God. Lord, I love you. And let me tell you all the ways that I love you. And uh, the Church of Jesus Christ is... uh, kind of dormant in these days and and they're they're just getting by by going to church or just getting by by paying their tithes. But, you know, we don't want to just get by. We want our soul, our spirit, our body to worship and to praise. And and I know I'm speaking to the choir again, but God wants us to, you know, invest in worship and praise that bring pleasure to god because you know god is god is grieved over the things that's going on in our world and the fact that his creation is being messed with by the world and so we need to bring him praise and glory and honor and worship him you know everyone loves to be accepted and to to, to be cherished and god is looking for that today and I'm, i just want to encourage the saints it's easy to say this to you because you do this but let us enlarge it let us enlarge it let us not just be stagnant or stay in one place you know we get we get a habits at home you know okay i do this at 10 and i go here and i do that and i go to work and i drink my coffee and we get into places like that but you know let's just let's just interject some praise into those places and give some glory and some honor to God. Because he's still God in this day and age. And he's still God when they mess with his creation. And he's still God, like she's saying this morning. He will always be with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us, even if we get bad. Amen. He doesn't leave us. There's times that he would have left us. But you know what? His glory surrounded us. His Holy Spirit prompted us. And we got through it. So I just want to say to praisers and to people who love God, let's love him more. Let's see how, you know, when we we get together and talk, we talk about how bad our world is getting. But let's start talking about how great our God is. He has unsearchable riches, the scripture says. He's unsearchable in all that he has for us. So, so what does he have that we would like to have and we would like to find and we would like to wholeheartedly get it into our spirit because we have never even touched but, then, but nothing but the surface. In our worship and adoration, because there is no end to the depth that we can worship him and give him glory. So we are supposed to love him with everything within us. And that means we should be able to raise our hands and worship. And I was so pleased this morning. I saw hands raised. But on the bulletin, I wrote all the scriptures where the word of God tells us to lift our hands. You know, to, to, what does that mean to lift our hands? Well, it means, first of all, to surrender. That means that first thing. And so if we just do it lightly, we're not surrendering, but lightly. But when we do it from the depths of our heart, we're surrendering. God said that David did what he wanted him to do. He was after his will. Now, I can do what he wants me to do when I'm in church. I can do what he wants me to do when I'm studying. But let me tell you, there's always those avenues that we get out of the past just a little bit. And that's what God is looking for in Christianity today. Christianity has become so mindful of theatrics, you know. And it's not, it's not a drama to worship God. It's a praise, and it's a holy thing that we have to praise God. It's to go within the veil. It's to go to humble ourselves and walk in before God, and and let Him be as a mirror to our soul. And He speaks to us, and He gives us revelation. You know, the church at large has stopped short of revelation of who Jesus is. You know, they want to say, do what Jesus did. Who is Jesus? You know, whatever. But we need to say, what does Jesus want us to do? Because that's when we reach his heart, is that when we ask him, what do you want me to do, Lord? And sometimes he nudges us, but we're so busy, we don't hear what he wants to say. So I'm saying to the church today, you know, that. In Revelation 14, 11, he, called, he says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for his pleasure they are and were created. God loves you so much that you bring pleasure to his heart. We need to think about that, church. We need to consider our relationship between, between Christ and ourselves you know, we all love him. We're here. We're faithful. So why am I saying this? Because he wants more from us. And we need more of him. And so this is why it's on my heart today. It says we give him glory and honor and power. But sometimes we dishonor him. Sometimes we, may, we make errors. And then we need to return to him and and, and realize that he created us. You know, All those children that are being aborted, he created them. All heaven is filled with them. They're all part of the redeemed, worshiping God. You know, we read a a lady in, in the handmaidens had a revelation of God, and she had a dream, and she said that she saw the angels Coming into heaven just by, by droves. Angels were coming into heaven. And angels was holding in their hands a little uh, ball of light. And she said to God, what is that? And God says, those are my aborted children. And bringing them into heaven. And God said, and, and she said that God said he, they're headed for Jesus' department because he's going to teach them. And I love that book. You know, I know that's just what somebody saw, but you know, we need to be having revelations like that. We need to be seeing the things that God is doing in the earth that we're just, we, we, we're, we love Him, we go to church, but we don't see the revelation of what He's doing in our life. You know, and He's there, He's ministering in our life, He's walking through our life. Sometimes we don't like that because sometimes we do feel that He's there and then we feel Like maybe he's talking to us to change some things. So I just say to the church today, let's get more powerful in our worship. Let's get more audible in our praise. You don't want somebody to smile at you and and then you say, well, you never say you love me. And you say, well, I did. I just smiled at you. How many know what I'm talking about? You know, God is just we're made in his image. What we desire, he desires. I mean, that's what the word of God says. Says that he created us in his image. So, if he loves praise, if we love praise, if we love to know that we are loved and appreciated and, and things are good to, people are good to us, how do you think he feels? In this hour when everything is, is being touched by his creation, I, I can't get over that to think you know, when you create something, you're always so happy and proud that you created something. And and to think that he created this world and us, and, and they are desecrating his creation. It's overwhelming. So when the commandments nudges us to give of our life, our body, our strength, our praise, we need to get more audible. If my team, if the Hawkeyes win, I'm happy. And I rejoice and I'm loud. But what happens when Jesus wins? How many know he's the victor? How many know that when it's all said and done, he's the winner? And do we worship him with the same gusto that we do in the flesh? So I'm just uh, telling you today that God is looking for pleasure from his people. You know, we're, when we offer ourself, it brings pleasure to him. It's wonderful to do the right things, but when we sit down and offer ourselves and say, God, here I am, what do you want to do with me? And then wait. Don't start telling him what you want to do, but just wait. Just wait. Somebody said, I've been waiting a long time. Well, then ask him to clear your ears because God is speaking all the time to his people. He says he's never going to leave us nor forget, leave us or forsake us. So if he's never going to do that, he's there. He's speaking. He's he's meditating and telling us the ways to go. So we need to grow spiritually so we can hear his voice. We need to grow spiritually in praise and worship because it's in the depth of worship that his heart draws near and he he blesses his people. I hear the psalmist in 150 And I know that you probably know this, but I'm going to read it to you. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. These are words that we can say, oh God, I praise you according to your excellent greatness. Did you ever just start to praise him and you run out of things and you're repeating the same phrase? If you go into the Psalms, you'll hear the multitude of phrases that bless his heart. And this is, as, as one of them, I praise you according to your excellent greatness. Do you believe that he's excellent great? Uh, yeah. Then we gotta praise him according to his great, great, excellent greatness. Praise him with the trumpet, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Praise him with the trumpet. I, lay, I love God so much that we have a trumpet in the house. You know, praise him with the psaltery, the harp, the timbrel, the dance. We used to have dancers. We don't dance too much these days. Praise Him with the stringed instruments. That's die the over there. Organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. I wish we had some. Bam. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. I would say that there's some bodies praising God. You know, the trumpet, the sound of the music, the instruments, the strings, the piano, the organ. That takes bodily praise. And so God loves our praise. He loves it when we serve him with everything within him. He loves us when we're spiritual. He loves us when we just love him. You know, he loves Him. Loves us when we tithe and when we go to church and when we be kind to each other. He loves all that, you know. He loves the music, the worship. He created it to go before the battle. and We don't even often think of that. He, does, he desires our life. To touch him and how awesome that is because when you have a breakthrough, you'll be so blessed because you'll think, I touched the hem of his garment right. and you'll feel his presence. We need to feel his presence, church. We feel the works of darkness. We, we feel those things that go on in our life that hurt us and cause us to lose hope sometimes in situations. But all oh, the, the touch of Christ in our life. So as we journeyed through these 40 days, I hope that some of us did get our d- discipline done. I told Daniel, i got to go three more days. You know, but it doesn't matter. God loves us. And he appreciates the fact that we set out to do something to honor him. And I believe that he is blessed with the seasons that we do do that. So I asked the church this question today. How often... Do I bodily praise him? How many times in a day does it cost my mind to praise him? Does it cost my mind every day? David said, every day, every day I will praise him. God needs some strength in the body of Christ, spiritual strength. He needs us to see when somebody needs help. He needs us to see when something's going wrong and we can be a blessing to somebody. All you have to do is ask him to give you an opportunity and he will give you one. So today, as I come to a close shortly, do we have thoughts of him when we rise in the morning? Do we have thanksgiving of him in the evening when the day is done? Even though we had a hard day, do we still give him praise and give him worship? Do we inquire what can I bodily do for you, God? What can? How can I serve you with my energy? How can I serve you with my strength? Do we ask our question that? Do we look at ourselves as though God wants us to give him some strength, some honor, some praise, some bodily excitement that we will commune with him and talk with him? David's praise was, the Lord is my rock. He's my shepherd. He's my light. You know, he, he's my shield. He's my buckler. You know, he has all these words that we can add to our worship. If he is all to us as he was to David. Psalm 145. One is what I will close with this morning. It's what touched my heart. It's what drew me into this message today. And it says this. I will extol thee. You know what extol means? Yes. It means to praise enthusiastically. Like we, like we praise for our ball team. It means to uh, praise with enthusiasm. Well, what does enthusiasm mean? It means intense, eager, interest, and exceeding joy. In this past season of discipline, We come forth out of it. We should come forth out extolling the Lord. Enthusiastic. I'm so glad I get to go to the house of God. I'm so glad I get to meet with my Christian family. I'm so glad that I feel loved in his house. I'm so glad that God is present every time we get together. And God has blessed us that way. We do have that love and Devotion. So David said, I will extol thee. Let's do that. Let's say it. I will extol thee. Okay, let's do it with real vibrance. I will extol thee. Oh, we just scared Jesus. I will extol thee. I will be enthusiastic. I will worship you with everything that is within me. I will offer myself unto thee that's what the lord is saying i will surrender that's what this means i will surrender so phyllis is going to play this morning and we're going to sing that song and wendy's going to help me so i i would love you to stand to your feet raise your hands and let's sing i surrender all Opportunities this week. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good, isn't He?